1: Wow! and welcome to the Born Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how you doing? I'm good. We're still
2: looking into each other's beautiful peepers uh, and recording remotely. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, Chris. Chris, um, just next to your left, left nipple, um, you've got a little mark. Now, is that... Next year, don't look behind you, your nipple isn't behind you You've got like a sure. little dark mark on your um, jumper is it? A, oh, it's a hole It's a moth
1: hole You've got a moth You've got a moth I problem, regret. you've got a moth infestation oh, Chris This is the second time in three years That we've done a video We've, we've filmed <laughs> it with video And I regret it immensely now that you can see me And mock my <laughs> jumpers with holes in oh, Most no. of my jumpers just have holes in uh, So I just wear them at my apartment well, that's fair, but, uh, did, but is, it, is, it, is it a moth hole? It looks like a moth hole. I don't know What's why there's a, a hole exactly where my heart is as well, in my jumper. Oh, power. Like the, the electrical someone... power
2: of your heart. Or is your heart <laughs> when you sleep trying to get out going, please help help save me, let me go in another body, he keeps on putting yakitori in me, help. It looks like someone's tried
1: to stab me or something. <laughs> what like, a, like a mark on my stomach where someone's yeah. plunged a dagger into my heart. Very interesting. Um, I'm trying to think uh, yeah, on if, 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 if my trips to Japan whether
2: I've ruined clothes. I remember getting in a, what do you call them, rotating doors, revolving door in Shanghai and my, right. l- my trousers exploded. And I remember being what? in Korea and a man, an old man ran me over with his motor scooter. Um, and so my, oh, yeah, my, my chinos were absolutely uh, d- destroyed by this, this guy. Um, but I don't think I've ruined any clothes in Japan. Very upsetting. <laughs>
1: it would not be a trip to Korea without being run over or in some sort of car accident. <laughs> I remember I nearly died in the back of a taxi in Seoul. Uh, why did your trousers explode? What the hell went on there? I don't well, know. I think I was being in the door. I
2: think I was being silly. I think I got caught in the door, right? And, was, and, and it, it just exploded. And I was like, oh god. And I went to, I went over to. Oh, there's the. Uh, I went somewhere in in Shanghai to get them fixed. Um, so and this guy just sort of sewed them together, and uh, and uh, but it was in like a proper tailor's. And it cost me like thirty quid, but um, I can sort of technically say that you know my 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 suits have been
1: made in Shanghai. Tailored. Well, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. funny you should say that. I've I've also been to Shanghai, and that is the only place I've got a tailor-made suit. Right. And yeah. it's Nice. I think I've lost it. I don't know if it's gone now. But it was great when I got it done. It was like £45 to have this beautiful suit. And you get to choose the colour, the design, the pattern. And there's these big markets, these sort of fabric markets, whatever, in uh, Shanghai. You sort of go in, you choose the person you want to make your suit. And they're all trying to barter and grab you and take your custom. you know. And I remember I went into one shop and two identical twin sisters physically fought over who was going to get me as their customer. Like one of them started measuring me up and then another one got like another tape measure and started measuring my leg. And then she said something in Chinese and slapped her in the face and they started having an actual fight while my arms were outstretched like a T-shape, right? Like a a broken cyberpunk character. And uh, just standing there with my arms outstretched while they fought and slapped each other in the face. And then eventually because they weren't stopping their mother came over and they, she just sort of carried on quietly and finished the suit while they just beat each other <laughs> to death in the corner of this i mean this presumably shop in these two
2: these two twins were uh they were part of the same Hustle. They were part of the same. They shop, were the same presumably. company. They, they were, were the twins s- as well. Why were they fighting? That's how then? desperate they were. Oh, you Custom. guys are so similar, aren't you? You guys are so similar. Absolutely ridiculous. Is bonkers, but is a fact. Did I tell home, you? Did I tell you last week on the? I wouldn't have done because I didn't speak to you. Um, I because you were with your other friend. Um, two Honor. identical twins, yes. right? Two identical twins. Yes. They each have kids. Those kids aren't cousins. They're half brothers, half siblings, effectively. Does that make sense? Right. No. Two twins I don't have know. kids. Is... Two twins have kids. So any normal brother and sister or brother and mother and sister and sister identical t- twins have kids and they right. should be cousins. Those 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 offspring should be cousins, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. not. Because they have fifty percent right. of the DNA of the other person, uh, they are uh they they are actually um just um um half siblings. Does that make sense? Is that true? is this that like is the Pete Donaldson scale? That is, is this like true. something you made up? <laughs> it's true. That's exactly true. There you go. That is very From the dis- horse's dis- mouth. And and also they they fight whenever they are um faced with um <laughs> fine <laughs> bespoke tailoring. Well,
1: who wouldn't want to measure a fine, handsome young right? man such as me, this, this cocky, <laughs> cocksure British guy, stumbling through the markets <laughs> of Shanghai, cash in hand, the best 45 quid I ever spent. Love that suit. Don't know where it's gone. Um, I, I experienced some weirdly mild racism today. I don't know if it was racism, oh. racism or just an annoying old man. I, was, right. um, I just finished doing a, a video with Riotro. Mm. earlier today we went to a place called Gumma and drank lots of sake it's a video coming out I think in uh, late February but uh, while we were at the train station waiting for the bullet train Ryotaro went off to I don't know go to the loo and do some shopping or something and while we had to wait for half an hour for our train and it was a pretty big pretty big waiting room uh, that could mm. fit, like, probably 100 people. And I was one of, I think, two or three people in the room sitting on a chair, and I was on the front row. And I think the other two people were quite far back, but I was on the mm. front row near the television. And this old man just sort of walked in through the automatic door, and he paused and just stared at me for, like, 10 seconds. And It was really uncomfortable at first, because I was like, is he looking at me? Should I look? Because I could feel him at the corner of my eye, just staring yeah. at me, right? And I was like, mm. shall I acknowledge him just staring? Anyway, I, I let it go. And he sort of just went, like that. And I was like, oh, God, is he going to eat me or something? And then he, <laughs> he sort of walked past me and looked at me and went, and then just sort of sat down uh, about three metres on my right. He walked past me and sat down three metres on my right, on the chair, on the bench. And then over the periods of the next 20 minutes, he switched positions three times, incrementally getting closer to where I was sitting, all the while, <laughs> while going like i was like i'd done something to annoy him and i don't know what i'd done was it did i have the coveted best seat in the house in front of the television was it because i was foreign uh, i thought maybe oh, maybe i'm in the old people disabled chair or something like that but i couldn't see anything like uh, yeah that was my first thought right Horny i just jumper. think he was a little bit <laughs> of a twat and i it got really uncomfortable like i was just sitting there like Just, I had to pull out my phone and pretend I was doing something because he was just sort of staring at me, going, "That tutting noise—it just drives me up the fucking wall." Like, more, I I hate a handful of things. E.T. I think that's about it. But E.T. is one of them. Untutting, and And it happens a lot. Like that is the uh, something quite a lot. If if someone doesn't like you here, and they're (laughs) usually someone over sixty or seventy, they'll go like that oh really that noise Yeah, and it really triggers me because I've heard it quite a lot but I haven't heard it in a while that was the first time uh, in a long time and I did want to turn around and go what the fuck's the problem and lose my temper but then your, I'm a nice um, man I'm carbon your, collective was your nipple po- poking out of the hole that was in your jumper <laughs> <laughs> that was the real reason wasn't it the yeah. hole in my jumper he was shot <laughs> by the, it's the, the 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 guy the British guy sitting in rags waiting I'm sorry for his you're,
2: um, I'm sorry you dealt with King Tut this afternoon I'm, I hope that you, you're going to get over it but uh, yeah it sounds sounds like a weird situation
1: <laughs> I'm not get King Tutton and what a prick! <laughs> anyway, we've got a story here from Poppy. Let's let's lighten the mood. Uh, Poppy says, "Dear Chris and Pete, I hope you're both doing well. I became a certified Japanophile 16 years ago when my mum brought me a manga comic book home from our local library because it had a pretty picture on the front, and from there I became completely obsessed with manga, anime, and all things Japan. Um, a couple of years ago, my brother and I were waiting for a train in Tokyo, and I noticed further down the platform a Japanese businessman holding a lead." Uh, I thought this was unusual, as I'd never seen anyone with a pet on trains in Japan. Um, I looked down to see something small and brown at the end of the lead uh but be- became confused by its lack of legs and indeed head. Uh, it was then that I realized that this man was walking a brush <laughs> of course he was. <coughs> Uh, the train arrived and I watched him board, walking, dragging his brush along, along, alongside him. <laughs> it was clear at this point that I was in the presence of a local celebrity. After some <laughs> avid Googling, I discovered he was none other than Tawashi oji Apparently, a couple of years ago, it became a trend to walk inanimate objects on leads around Tokyo. In this case, the chap had chosen to walk a traditional Japanese scrubbing brush uh, called Tawashi. Uh, my question to both of you is, what's the most unusual or eccentric thing or trend you have seen during your time in Japan? Thanks again for the wonderful videos and podcasts. Uh, all the best. Poppy from Manchester um, with a story of tawaji ojisa. Tawashi oji Tawashi sorry. <laughs> Brush on a on a lead, and uh, she's accompanied <laughs> some photos of this. There's an article called uh, "Why Walking Inanimate Objects uh, in Japan is Trending," and just um, people with leads with brushes on them <laughs> and toys. i the weirdest time I've seen. The weirdest thing I've seen was in Akihabara. There's a guy who has a duck. Um, no, yes, yeah, just a duck on a leash, right? And he just walks a duck around Akihabara in front of. Akihabara train station like the, one of the busiest spots in Tokyo. He's just walking his duck and the duck's having a right old time. He loves it. Which is somewhat does, weird.
2: How does he attach the lead to a duck? Where would you attach it cuz cuz he put it around his around neck, it's wing. He's just all neck, isn't he, really. So I don't know how you would because uh, he just slipped It was his neck, he? yeah. It was his no, neck. No, it was a neck, right? Yes. <laughs>
1: the, neck. The, the, the duck probably wasn't too happy. To be oh, fair, yeah, the duck. He? I think the duck revelled in the the atmosphere, excitement of Akihabara. He loved it. <laughs> he loved. But he was, loves. Was... Uh,
2: he loves buying dim dim chips for his uh, for his old <laughs> FM Towns PC back in the day. I I did. I did just have a look at my. Um, have a look at my iPhone to see, like, weird stuff I'd seen. Because, obviously, um, whenever you see something weird, wherever you are in the world, you sort of go, oh, you know, let, let's take a picture. But the um, mm. the first thing that came up was, weirdly, me on a hoverboard um, in... Oh, yeah. Remember at your, uh, at your friend, uh, is it Yuki? Uh, yes, his, Yuki. Uh, his, his kind of internet startup thing. And it's me on a hoverboard. And I just remembered... Uh, we were talking about um, breaking uh, trousers a little while ago. Um, that's what I I brought my trousers then, didn't I? Because I fell Did off you? the hoverboard and my trousers broke. And then we went to see some some monks, some mummies, some dead uh, some dead monks in the form of mummies. Uh, and my trousers were just just open, basically, just showing off my disrespectful pants. Disrespectful to the very of disrespectful Japan. to the Muslim, but I've
1: These completely forgot. Trousers. But yeah, so i was trying to find some weird stuff. I can't really, I mean, pretty much every the single picture. <laughs> <laughs> your holidays are just increasingly exotic ways to break your trousers.
2: Exactly. The, the, I thought i would never broken my trousers. I didn't break Shanghai. my trousers. It's it's the holy Hoverboard. triforce. Shanghai, Korea, and now uh, and now,
1: yeah, up up, up, up north, in whenever, or whatever. Whenever Pete comes to Japan, he's got to break his trousers. Or when he comes to Asia in general, did <laughs> you break them one. in Taiwan? Look at that picture. Didn't What's, break them in Taiwan.
2: No, look at that. So it's a uh, it's a little thing you buy in uh, I think I must have seen the advert in in uh, Tokyo Hands but um, right. basically it's a little device you attach to your toenails to it's right. like a brace, it's like a tooth brace but for toenails to sort of turn them straight if they're sort of bending oh. in on themselves you put them on and, and after a while they become straight again, disgusting disgusting, and there's a, a picture of you with some foxes there you go, Fantastic. not really a podcast Wonderful. feature but there we go, gone through Peter's phone
1: So there you go Some of the weird things You could expect in Japan Ducks Bizarre A a guy from North England Breaking his trousers And a brush On a leash I'm going to keep an eye out For that guy I've never never seen him Um, But rest assured If I do I'm going to put a camera In his face Now news of the (laughs) week At the moment Um, We've got another grisly And somewhat Bizarre story Um the headline this is from the Guardian Uh, you know something is big when it's in the Guardian like a Japanese news story featuring in the British newspaper. Mm. Japanese woman hid mother's body in a freezer for 10 years over fear of being evicted. I swear to God, this is not the first time we've had a story like this. The scene is so typically Japanese. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody. Like, there's not much crime in Japan, but when there is crime, it's always very surreal and often Mm. quite gruesome. Mm. Uh, A Japanese woman who said she hid her mother's corpse in a freezer in her apartment for a decade told police she feared eviction if the death was discovered. Uh, Yumi Yoshino, 48, was held on suspicion of abandoning and hiding a female body uh, found on Wednesday inside the freezer in a Tokyo apartment. She said that when her mother died 10 years ago, she hid the body because she feared she would be forced to move out of the flat they shared. Um, The mother, thought to be aged around 60 at the time of her death, was named on the lease of the apartment in a municipal housing complex. Yoshino had been forced to leave the apartment in mid-January after missing rent payments uh, and a cleaner discovered the body in a freezer hidden in a closet. An an autopsy could not determine the cause uh, or time of woman's death. What do you make of that, Pete?
2: I mean, I'm I'm worried that I'm going to get arrested for hiding a female body because my boobs are big at the moment. Um, (laughs) After Christmas. Um, Yeah, I mean, that is... (laughs) tragic and sad and I, I'm sorry but if you've got a dead body in the house don't invite a cleaner around do not do your own cleaning for crying out loud don't let someone come round and possibly find your dead mum oh, if exactly. I've said it once I've I mean, said it a million
1: times <laughs> it's it's just like I, I'm guessing it's, it's just such a ridiculous situation I don't understand it like uh, I'm guessing because the apartment was under her mum's name, the contract, yeah. right? Mm. If her mum passed away, she loses the contract, she can't live in the apartment. Was the mm. apartment really that good that you felt, <laughs> I might as well just hide my mum in the fridge uh, yeah. for 10 years instead. <laughs> I'll just put her in there. I'll just let her go. Yeah. Like when you think about it, like I was telling this story to someone a few <laughs> days ago and they didn't find it weird or shocking or disturbing. They were just like, oh, that's weird. I mean, they, they just sort of said, oh, all right. But, like, think about hiding the corpse of your mum in a freezer in a cupboard in your apartment and yeah. tell me that is not an extreme... And, and, and storage... An extreme act. And, and, A, why is your cupboard as big as a freezer?
2: That's a room by Japanese standards. <laughs> and, yeah, apartments are so small in Japan. I mean, this was in Tokyo. In a... You know, think, again... You, you're you happy that you've kept and maintained a home, but that home contains a dead body. It's your end game. What is your end game? What if the, 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 the exactly. power goes out? What if there's an earthquake? Then, I guess oh. during an earthquake, you just throw out the window and go, oh, dead. I don't know where the dead woman came from. <laughs> oh, Bit God. weird. But like, what if it starts to defrost? <laughs> then you've got a dead body in your hands. Oh, lordy.
1: Don't like it. Don't wrong? care I, for is, it. I swear we had a story like this before, didn't we? of someone who... Uh, left their dead father in a in the attic because yeah. they wanted to keep collecting their pension payments, right? Right. Because their father was still technically alive on record, so they were getting the pension every month. Uh, so it's, it's like not uncommon, and that scares me, that people aren't phased <laughs> by the death of their parent. Mm. Um, but there you go. Um, in other news, the Japan's legal age of adulthood uh, is dropping by two years to 18 uh, next year. Which, I mean, yeah, I guess that's a good thing. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is the age of adulthood in Japan is, uh, is, is 20. Mm. Um, and in fact, the coming of age day was in January, just a few weeks ago. Uh, it's one of the biggest events of the year. And when you turn 20, you have lots of photos taken and uh, it's a big family event. However, uh, it seems a bit outdated having kind of the age of adulthood to be that old. Uh, and in fact, only in 2015, people, uh, the government lowered the voting age from 20 to 18. So Japan's been a bit slow on it. But uh, a major reason for lowering the age of adulthood is to give 18 and 19 year olds the right to become financially and societally independent uh, Because Japanese high school students graduate at the age of 17 or 18, uh, but those who start work instead of going to higher education currently remain legal minors, meaning they need their parents' permission for things, such as getting their own apartment and applying for a credit card until they turn 20. Mm. So it's kind of like a bit difficult to get things done. Um, But one upside of this is for children in abusive or uh, abusive families, this can keep them this enables them to get out of that sort of unsafe living envir- environment um, and kind of start being independent uh, without their unpleasant parents around which mm. is an issue unfortunately that comes up all too often here um, but yeah I, th- I think that's a good thing I suspect yeah. that's good however the I know what you're thinking oh great if they're going from 20 to 18, does that mean they can drink alcohol, smoke and gamble? And the answer is no. They'll still have to wait until they turn <laughs> and, to 20 for such and luxuries. Adopt,
2: and adopt children, the news piece says, and adopt children. Drinking, smoking, <laughs> gambling and adopting children. It's just a great night out. It's just a great night out. <laughs> it's a night out in Hartlepool. It is. Uh, yeah.
1: I've, yeah, it's, it's a strange thing, but... Um, I there mean, it's go. a bit rich to have, a, have, a have the have
2: the uh, have the legal age of adulthood at like twenty or, or, or even eighteen, when like I'm fairly certain the legal age of uh, consent, sexual consent, is like, something like fourteen or something ridiculous like that.
1: Because men 14, are perverts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's <laughs> not ideal. I'm sure that will change in due course as well, but. Yeah. Um, it's weird to think you can like, buy a house. So you'll be able to buy a house next year if you're an 18-year-old mm. in Japan, but you won't be able to have alcohol in your own house <laughs> or smoke or gamble or adopt children. Like, it, it, it doesn't make sense. It feels no. a little bit off, doesn't it? And I suspect that will change as well. It seems inevitable, really, this point. Agreed.
0: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalised card from Moonpig. This week,
2: at Sukarnov. Over at Self Care Club, Wellness Road Tested, Lauren and Nicole discussed intuitive eating and rebelling against diet culture.
0: Actually, I'm really proud of myself that I did that because it was hard and it was bloody brave to actually stand up and say, you know what, I choose my life, I choose to have quality of life, I choose to be two dress sizes bigger and much fucking happier for it.
2: For even more great content there's also a brand new episode of Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy who sat down with Borussia Mönchengladbach's assistant manager, René Maric. He talked through his journey from a football blogger to coaching one of the most exciting football teams in Europe.
1: You always focus on the next game and you focus on every opponent, no matter which competition and uh, the level of the opposition, we always focus on each opposition the same in terms of investment of time and resources.
0: All that and a whole lot more at
1: Sukarnov. We turn our attention now to the fax machine. What have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Donaldson? We've got a message
2: from um, John Jay, Central Oregon, lovely part of the world. Hello there, Master Chris and Emperor Pete. Been listening for a while now and love hearing you two ramble. My story is from 2005, when my band class took its every other year trip to Japan. Nice, nice work if you can get it. Um, my classmates, our host families and I, were on a train from Matsudo to Tokyo Disneyland. Our band teacher had uh, warned us ahead of time that groping on trains was fairly common and uh, the American girls had a higher chance of it happening. Now, being a male myself, I wasn't too worried about it happening to me, but I was keeping an eye out for my female classmates. Little did I know that I would uh, be the only victim of groping out of the entire 40-person class. I was standing next to one of my classmates <laughs> oh, when God. suddenly I, I felt a hand on my bum. At first, I thought it was just someone pushing against me since it was around rush hour, but the handling going to give it a slight squeeze uh, and uh, I didn't know what to do, so I froze it. It only lasted a few seconds, so I decided not to make a big fuss since there wasn't much to be done and I didn't know who owned the hand that groped. Uh, After a minute or two, I feel the hand again. Um, at this time threw my hands threw my hands out my pockets and so I quickly grabbed the groper's hand uh, and squeezed and uh, rolled his knuckles together as hard as I could from behind me I heard a howl and turned around in time to see him go to his knees on the stuffed train we weren't far from a stop so he quickly dashed uh, out and up the escalator never to be seen again I sure hope he, heard, he learned a lesson from all of that I hope you read this in the podcast and keep up the hard work uh, John uh, John Jay from Central Oregon I mean just a bizarre horrific uh, experience sorry uh, you had to go through that
1: John Jay um, Yeah
2: Awful Awful business uh,
1: The way he's Sort of phrased it Sounds a little bit comical But I'm sure It's far from comical Like if mm. I'd experienced that I'd probably feel Pretty weirded out And uncomfortable mm. as well um, I Yeah that's That is odd Seriously I, uh, I've i never I don't think I've ever heard of a guy Having that kind of experience On a train That's the first time I've heard that happening From a, from yeah. a guy uh, but I did see it. there was a really cool a really cool viral video last year uh, of a guy who was being chased down a platform he must have been in his 40s or something All Right. Uh, he was running down the platform and I think three or four girls who uh, must have been like 14, 15, 16 were chasing after him screaming and they were just like chasing after him shouting at him uh, because he had done something I don't know what he had done but he had done something along those lines uh, a bit pervy and they right. brought him to justice by chasing him down the platform Get um, on. Like one guy tripped him up I think one guy who was a bystander just sort of put his foot out and tripped him up or something um, but yeah, I remember that was quite nice, getting mm. some justice there what a prick but uh, yeah it's, it's annoyingly common, I remember uh, last year I was with a friend, it was a girl and we were in a shop and she was doing some shopping one side of the shop, I was the other side of the shop doing something else and then she came over to me and she sort of said, uh, "There's like a guy following me." I was like, "You sure, really?" Uh, and sure enough, there was a guy following her around the shop because we alternated at different points around the shop, and within one to two minutes, he would there. He was there um, mm. in a way that was not coincidence, and you could see him looking uh, and 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 sort of looking at her um, and looking, checking her out, and it was all a bit weird mm. uh, because he wasn't doing anything like filming it filming uh, my friend on his phone uh, it, it's, it was a really difficult situation because mm. i want, on the one hand i wanted to go up to him and shout at him but then he would have just said he would have had sort of plausible deniability because he wasn't yeah. technically doing anything yeah. other than looking around the shop and kind of stalking her but like yeah i mean this this really annoyed me uh, and at the time my visa was up for renewal uh, and was, but if it wasn't i was temp- i was i it was really angry i- re- really just wanted to go up to him and just smash his head in and i 'm mm. not a violent person i've been in one fight when I was like fourteen, but that is the first time I really saw red and I wanted to do something and i part of me regrets not shouting at him or calling him out at one point, I got really close to him and I picked a a packet of crisps off the shelf right in front of him, and I just crushed it in my hand while looking at
2: him <laughs> what is that
1: because <laughs> I was like, is that I was, this I, is I, your face, like,
2: crunch. If I wasn't was on a ridiculous. visa, crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> it
1: was ridiculous, but like that was like the only thing I could do because I, yeah. I don't know what else to do. I like I, <laughs> I looked at him like really angrily, but like, it was it was, almost, <sighs> it was comical in hindsight now. But like, <laughs> but again, that sounds ridiculous. But on the yeah. bottom, of, uh, uh, on on the other hand, it was really unpleasant. And for my friend, it was a girl. If I hadn't been there oh, yeah. to crush crisps in my hands so violently. Yeah. God knows what would have happened. But it was really funny. Like, uh, once he realised that I was onto him, that's when he sort of backed away a little bit. Right, know, he yeah. still st- stalks us around the shop, but he did it at much more of a distance. He sort of like... I, I shit you not. He did the classic, poked his head out from behind the corner of the aisle and checked her <laughs> out. And then I turned and stared at him like that with my eyes wide open, like looking really angry. And he sort of... Popped his head back and disappeared. Ridiculous. <laughs> what a creepy bastard. But if I ever it's see the, that again, I'm not going like to hold pretty back. Woman I wish video. I'd shouted. I should have shouted at him, you fucking pervert. pervert. Japanese, right? She can. So, like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. Chicane. Chicane. <laughs> Chicane. Romans Your favourite Romans record. I'm sorry, everyone's having to go through that. That's, uh, that's rough. That's rare. But look. Yeah. But I, again, yeah. Girls have it worse than guys. Unless mm. you're John from Oregon, in which case. Mm it does happen so bear that in mind we've got one from Chris from New Jersey Uh, hey Chris and Pete my name's Chris from New Jersey been watching the channel for a while now and recently discovered the podcast and I really enjoy what you guys do thank you very much Chris Uh, my question is about practicing Japanese I've been trying to seriously learn for about a month and a half but I've been a lifelong as I've been a lifelong fan of Japanese culture do you have any advice for practicing thinking In Japanese, I saw your video on utilizing filler words, and that definitely helped me when I'm struggling for a word. But I would like to be able to think in Japanese whenever I can um, to begin to learn how to switch my brain from English to Japanese. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great content, Chris from New Jersey. Um, That's a good question. Any thoughts Mm -hmm. on that, Pete? Uh yeah, I mean an or is a very useful of thing, but yeah I, I
2: I've never been able to uh I I when I sort of try and think of words I, I always see the uh the pictures I drew on post it notes back in the day. So or oh, hashi I always think of uh, a man with some oh, um, cho- with some chopsticks uh grabbing some weed. <laughs> so that's how i think naturally that. but it's, naturally. it's kind of a, a very complex kind of uh very complex kind of uh, memory uh you know sort of memo
1: uh but uh yeah one of my friends who can speak japanese to like a native level he's really mm. bloody good it's really impressive he maintains he would you know learn loads of new words and grammar and whatnot but he would have his like internal monologue in his head he would switch that to Japanese, yeah. So when you're sort of walking around in everyday life, looking at objects or thinking thoughts, he would do that in Japanese, and he told me right. to do that. And it, it it's quite difficult to just constantly remind yourself. It's almost like meditation, right? Yeah. In the same way you have to uh, be aware of your own breath. You have to be aware and uh, of kind of thinking in Japanese. But that's a good idea. Even at a basic level, I think that could be good. Like the room you're in now, Pete. Mm. If he was th- to think in Japanese. Granted, you might not be able to do it fluently, grammatically, but you can look around and I say ba- I, I something in Japanese. Look around,
2: Muzukashi. But I
1: find it difficult to look around. <laughs> um, hero- it's, it's not very heroic, well. is it? <laughs> oh, not very heroic. Yeah, it's not hi-roi. very wide. Not, not very, very wide. Very well, small. that's that's like a good way to do it off the bat. Yeah, right? look so around and, and think. Really do idea? I know the Japanese yeah. for that thing? Right? Do I know mm. what table is in Japanese? And if you don't know what it, it, it is, find out and then
2: stick it in the stick it in the old brain box. job. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, we got one here from Logan. Over to you. I'm we've All right then. Enjoy your coffee. You can watch me That's... drink the coffee for once, isn't it? I, yeah. I can. Yeah. It, it really together. is. What time is it uh, where you are, Chris? Don't rub it in, Pete. It's, it's 9.23 9.23 Yes 23 I shouldn't be drinking coffee before bed evening. Yes I'm going to regress. it Wrong with you It's the sort of
2: behaviour from a man who just had a three course meal trying to <laughs> stave off the sleep before the taxi home okay. uh, Logan says Hi Chris and Pete My name is Logan and I'm writing from Tennessee in the US of A Now first I'd like to thank you for keeping me entertained and sane during quarantine and my first semester in graduate school and for all the fun info and stories about Japan I was also making my first trip to Tokyo last year but my plans were cancelled due to the pandemic thanks covid anyway last week you talked a little bit about uh Okonoshima, a.k.a. Rabbit Island, and it reminded me of a project I made for a Japanese class. Uh, whilst I was in undergrad, I took Japanese for four semesters. My final project for the last uh, Japanese class I took was to prepare a 10-minute presentation about any place in Japan. I'd heard about uh, Okonoshima uh, beforehand from a bit in a YouTuber's trip to Japan video, um, and when my, person, my teacher was telling me the class about the project, this was the first place that came to mind for some reason. On presentation day, my classmates do their presentations on pretty standard tourist spots in Kyoto or, or Tokyo, etc. Then I go up there and do my presentation about an, a rabbit infested island that's also home to a ba- an abandoned uh, poison gas factory. When I finished, my teacher, a middle aged Japanese man, had a, conf- <laughs> had a confused and <laughs> concerned looking expression on his face. He asked me how I knew about this place and I told him I learned about it on a YouTube video. He replied, I've never heard of this place. Uh, interesting. OK, then. I'm still not sure whether he's more intrigued or disturbed. Anyways, uh, keep up the good work and keep the laughs coming. Best, Logan. So Logan, just, you know, surprised... Like, a Japanese man's never heard of it, just being told about a a secret
1: munitions lab uh, off the coast of Japan. I'd I'd love to have been there for Logan presenting that. So there's an island in the inland sea of Japan where they have... (laughs) thousands of rabbits roaming free, but there's also a chemical weapons facility that made poison gas in the 1940s. <laughs> and they say the rabbits escaped, and then at the end of all this... and Admittedly, an exciting story. It's better than... Yeah. There's a temple in Kyoto, isn't it? This is it's a yeah. story of intrigue, political intrigue in history, combined with rabbits, and the teacher just went, Oh, oh I didn't know, I didn't that, know that. That's good, not it? Mind. Next, Cheers, please. Mate. It's just like, come on. <laughs> Chase my appreciation. Uh, Logan put the effort yeah. I hope you watched the abroad in Japan video on Rabbit Island. It's up. Go and what's, watch it after this podcast. Yeah. What's uh,
2: what's it's Japanese attractive. for rabbit, Chris? Give us some speedy Japanese. What? Usagi. 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 There you go. Usagi. Usagi. Not to be confused, <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with not confused with not to be confused with unagi. Unagi and that is a is that an eel, unagi? It is. Yes. It is. Yes. There
1: we speedy go. Speedy Japanese. Usagi, rabbit. <laughs> Unagi, Unagi.
2: eel. Eel. There we go, look. Different, imagine an eel writhing around on the top of a rabbit or around its ears or something, I don't know. There you
1: go. I want to have a textbook uh, of of Japanese, (laughs) are you writing it down? I would love (laughs) to have a textbook, Japanese of Pete Donaldson, with like a a little audio tape. Imagine a rabbit with an eel on it. (laughs) Usagi, (laughs) <laughs> I've
2: told you, I've got, I'm going to uh, make a little machine that you put in, the, in your shower uh, and it flashes
1: up the new, new bit of Japanese every day.
2: And as soon as I've figured as a, out how a I would do it. That... Audio clip of you. <laughs> audio clip of you on it. In yeah. the
1: shower. dispensing. Exactly. Important vocabulary like ramen and eel. <laughs> Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back on Wednesday to do it all over again, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy what's left of the start of the week and we'll see you on Wednesday. Have a good one.
0: Was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5.